0: Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everyone out there. Today's Radical Musings episode is with the lovely and talented author, Molly Jong Fast. She's a wife, a mother, a badass writer. She's the editor-at-large of the Daily Beast and esteemed political pundit. And I caught up with her on the same day as the last presidential debate of 2020. My anxiousness was at an all-time high, and so so was hers. We spoke of the state of politics going into the election, COVID vaccines, juggling parenthood and work and marriage during this pandemic. Have a listen. I wanted to talk to you woman to woman on how you are navigating this in your sobriety, being a mother in the house with your animals, your husband, your marriage and doing this. I just know it's been so incredibly challenging in my life and I just want to know how you're doing this, Molly?
1: Hi. Well, thank you for having me. I, those are great questions. Uh, I am, you know, it's it's crazy time. I mean, I think in some ways I feel like I am, I, I feel like I'm, a little, I'm doing a little bit better because I have an outlet and I feel like I'm not as, I don't know, I just feel like I'm in a slightly better place because I don't. Because I can get to have my voice heard, and I think it's a very scary time.
0: I Obviously, we can talk about everything that you're working on in the politics and everything, but it's, I'm, I'm sure you're really bored with it in some ways just to have a little break because I'm thinking, okay, the debates are on tonight. You're actually doing this with me. Thank you so much. That's, <laughs> no, of course. Are your kids, did, did you feed them dinner? <laughs> are you like in here hiding out and like, do you still have to do dinner with the kids? Like What's happening tonight? Well, so everybody, kids, we all have been, because
1: of COVID, we've all been eating dinner at like five o'clock. Yeah. So that has been great because we're on the East Coast. So we had dinner at five o'clock and then I was with my daughters playing this really cool game called iCivics on her laptop. And one of my sons is doing tutoring. I mean, so they're all sort of around and we were sort of settled and the dog, you know, I have all these dogs
0: so how are you doing that? You do who changing? Everybody walks the dog. Are you are you all going as a family walking and doing the outing? those walking I, the dog and getting out?
1: So at night, my husband and I will take the dogs out, but the dogs can't because there are three dogs and they're all male. We have to sort of so it, the two older dogs do better, and then the younger dog is separate because sometimes he gets kind of. It's just a little bit, it's too much for him. And he kind of gets mad at other dogs he sees on the street and tries to get into fights. But he's very adorable. And getting a dog, rescuing a dog during a pandemic is always a good idea.
0: Well, it's, I know, I noticed that that was so wonderful that you did. So you are are your guinea pig for a vaccine?
1: Yeah, for the Pfizer trial. How are you feeling? Good. I feel good. I mean, you know, it's, it, this, this ha- I think this Pfizer vaccine is a very good vaccine. It's an uh, it's an mRNA vaccine, which is a very kind of new way to make vaccines. So Without far,
0: mercury, like there's no mercury in there. Is yeah, with-
1: well, they haven't had mercury for a long time in vaccines, but this is a kind con- – so most vaccines are DNA based, and this is an RNA based, so it's easier to make, it's faster, um, and it is less intrusive. I mean, the, the way it works is a little less intrusive. But it's also you're not getting a vaccine. You're not getting a vi- a lot of vaccines. Give you a little bit of a dead virus or a virus that doesn't have that doesn't have any teeth. And this is not that. This is a totally separate thing. So
0: but I'm, I'm aware. I mean, look, I, I don't want to take any vaccine unless it's really tested, tested, tested. So I'll be talking to you. But I mean, I, and I I know this could be controversial. My girlfriend got a flu shot uh, last year and has guillaume syndrome like she can't walk like something that was wrong with that shot so god that scares that scares me so much i mean i think you're okay with vaccines i really do i the the
1: the mechanism the way it works is is pretty tested throughout time you know and uh they don't you know, the, I think a lot of people's anxiety about vaccines is sort of anxiety about children and development and like a lot of things sort of got mixed up together. Yeah, there, there's no evidence in all of these things that the, there's vaccines connected to, all. The, you know, it's just, so I would say that I don't, I really think ultimately vaccines are really, really good. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of really smart scientists working on a lot of vaccines. And there are going to be, I mean, I think what will happen is there are going to be a lot. There's probably going to be the Pfizer vaccine, I think, will probably be the first one that will probably How come. How you do
0: it? Well, like, what You just did you it You just have
1: twice, two shots. But mo- a lot of them will be one shot. But, you know, because it's had to be so quick, this two-shot way is sort of you get less the first time and then you get more the second time, which uh, makes it better,
0: sort of a little easier on your body. The shingles vaccine is like that, too. Which I got. I got the shingles um, during as soon as the Kavanaugh hearings ended. I got shingles, oh wow, it, it was like the next morning I woke up, the stress of like the wine well, scene thing, and then the scavenger. Yeah. it was too much, and I, I woke up with shingles. it was awful it's awful I, I never had it I never had anything like that, and yeah. so you do
1: the vaccine for st- I, I'm not old enough to do the vaccine, but I will, yeah. and my father had shingles, and it was a nightmare. I mean it's just awful. Um, the shingles vaccine is t- it has, ha- is very makes you a little sick. Yeah. But I still think that I would. Ra- I feel very. I feel very confident in the science of vaccines. I really
0: do. I, I, oh, I really. Wanna, f- I want to hear your side of the. Uh, all, always. I mean, I think that's is very important, and I, and especially that you're giving yourself up to be an actual guinea pig for this vaccine. Yeah. For humanity. For us. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. it's very. But you know, I mean, I would say just not to interrupt you, but um, medical trials are very safe. You know, especially in this country. And around this, this is one of these huge medical trials with there, it was 30,000. It's now 47,000 people and the Pfizer alone. Hmm. And then there's another, you know, 30 or 40,000 in Moderna. AstraZeneca has thousands and thousands. So there really is. I mean, I think we all are always a little bit, you know, I'm very into health food and healthy stuff. And, and I always have a little bit of anxiety. You know, I don't drink diet soda. I always have a lot of anxiety about chemicals and stuff, but, I do feel really confident about stuff like this, and especially when we we have this virus where it has all these terrible long term side effects that we don't know the half of no we don't know right I mean these long haulers and the right and these people with my one of my friends is a doctor at Yale New Haven, he was telling me a story about how he had a young guy come in and it that he needs a heart transplant now like so it's crazy. So that's why I feel very. I feel like you know. Thank God we're living at a time when the science can catch up to the pandemic. Do you think
0: the science, the doctors, and stuff like, was this a man-made thing that actually happened in labs, or do you think it really came from you know the? I think it probably in China. I, I, like really, what? I mean, I think I, I, you
1: know, they don't know yet, but I think probably it came. You know. There are what other Corona
0: thing, what the AIDS virus does to your body, which is break out everything, kill at I, all. I mean, right it all. Right. It's something like, were they messing with Something is weird here.
1: I and- mean, this is much better than HIV because if it were as bad as HIV, we would not have a vaccine so soon. It, this is much closer to SARS okay, or to other coronaviruses. So in some ways we're very lucky about this. fact. I mean, that's the thing people don't talk about, which I wish they did is that we're very lucky in some ways like it hasn't mutated that much it is a bloodborne disease which is kind of shocking because we had all thought it was a respiratory disease but there's a lot of extremely good you know we got lucky with this virus in a lot of ways you know it has i mean now the fatality rate is was 18 or 19 or 22% now we're down to about 7% that's not great but it's certainly better than SARS, which had a much higher fatality rate. Um, so there are certain, and, you know, it's not Ebola. Like, it, and the other thing is we're getting a little better at treating it. Not great, but still a little better. And then the lack of mutation. I mean, the reason why the flu vaccine is so ineffective yeah. and why you can get the flu vaccine and then still get the flu is because the flu keeps mutating. So you'll have a flu vaccine and it'll be 30% effective or 40% effective. Whereas when you have um, this virus, you could have a vaccine that's very effective,
0: 80, 90%. You're, you're um, and you talk about it, you're, you talk about having gotten sober.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, and has it been super challenging to stay in your zone and be sober with everything going on? Have, have you found that challenging for yourself? You know, when it started,
1: i it was a it was very challenging like when it started, I mean it wasn't very I mean, I've been sober since I was nineteen, so oh. I'm right so i'm forty two so I've been sober twenty two years oh wow, yeah, so it, I've had times like I only had two years at nine eleven right so that was pretty scary. um and I've had other times where like it's been tricky, you know um but uh, there was a moment when it started where I thought, like I got where I sort of got a little bit twitchy. But for the most part, it's been okay. It hasn't been so
0: tough. And you know, I go to a lot of meetings still. I go New almost every, day. every like, I gotta say, New that meetings. I, yeah, I I like the you know the twelve steps that myself. Um, and on the other program, well, oh well, anyway. So um, I like it and yeah. Uh, I'll just, I'll end there. Um, And it's very helpful and healing. Um, If you could sum up this moment of time right now in one word, what would it be? Well, you know,
1: it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's scary, right? There's the pandemic and like, would I love to be able to get on an airplane and go to LA? I have a niece I've never met. You know, Aww. it's I know my first niece or nephew ever. My brother had a daughter, and I still haven't met her. And he and I are very close. And so that's and he's in LA. You. I, yeah,
0: you can do it. I I actually had to go to Philadelphia. I you know just a tiny bit of canvassing, but I did a little movie for a few days. And um, and it was Delta. You have to do Delta because yeah, have, they're, they're very. Yeah. We were, they had it together. I yeah. had my mask. I had the shield over the mask. I had gloves. And mine was <laughs> a bit in a hazmat suit, which right. I I And uh, I got my friend of mine bought me a hazmat suit. And I was like, I, I had I said, oh, I'm not here. <laughs> like, I, and then you just take all the stuff, hot shower, da-da-da. And I'm here yeah. and I'm alive and it worked out okay. And
1: so you yeah. probably
0: could come visit. You might have to isolate a little bit, though. That's the problem is, yeah, for yeah. the baby. So, but it's, you know, I was your whole thing and say I'm going to come to LA for you know a month and just do you know because you everything's from Zuma you might be like, right well that well maybe we'll get there but but
1: um the but so yeah it's been hard but I do think it's fascinating like it's a very interesting time too
0: and um it's, are you writing more uh, your other stuff not just your because I mean you grew up around we grew up yeah other writer do you yeah you, my
1: mother's a writer. My grandfather was a writer, too. And my father was a writer. Um, Yeah, no, I grew up with a lot of writers. And I still, I do, do. I'm working on a book, too. But and, that's yeah. That's what I was
0: wanting to know. Is it
1: a Political or? A memoir. But okay. a sort of like both. Yeah. So, yeah. wait
0: a minute. We're going to hear about, like, growing up?
1: Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, that stuff is interesting. You don't want to get too. It's it sort of had to sort of hit the right. Uh notes with it. you hear my dog in the background I'm freaking. that's the puppy is freaking out but but yeah, no, so I'll do that and then, um, it is this sort of it's it's this interesting there's one of my kids screaming at one of the dogs um right. it it's this inter- you know it it's an interesting time i I think it's like an amazing time to be alive in a certain way yeah. Darwin, can you please get the dogs to stop killing each other?
0: So um, there, there it's very chaotic here all it the time. It. Um, But yeah, how you do what you do, Molly? Every day when I wake up, if you go like like I follow you, and then it will be we're fucked, and I'm going, oh my god, oh, <laughs> my god. We're so fucked, we're so fucked. It's just it's, 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 that's that's kind of where I go. Like it's like you it might be the thermometer of the, uh, you know. And so- I mean, it's
1: not you know I I have these noise canceling headphones. I always think about like all these women who are these, mo- who are these writers, like Shirley Jackson and people like that, who would, like, there's that story where she would drive to the, um to the out, sort of drive to the end of the property and lock herself in her car and write. Yeah. And, and so I sort of feel like that. I mean, I put on the notice canceling headset and I just like pretend that nobody's there. And then kids come into my office all day long and like have complaints. And, do and you, they,
0: they know mom's working? How did they, the mom is no, right? They all, they all come.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they I mean, no. my mom, when I was a kid, my mom would be like,
0: your mother's working. No one is allowed to come in. She, you know, I am working. And okay. every- I wrote it when I was 15. <laughs> and that must have just been pretty interesting. Uh, mama. To have It was yes, but I I sit down at the computer.
1: Everyone is constantly coming in to tell me things, and then like the dogs, and my husband, and the Wi Fi isn't working. And how can you, you fix this? the Wi Fi you have? Are you the? Are you, yes.
0: You are you the <laughs> yeah. captain of the ship, Molly? The captain of the ship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always kind of so people are always like coming to me to say, well, you know, da da da, and. Um, but it's okay. I get stuff done and, and, uh, you know, I'm happy to get to do, I'm so thrilled to get to do it. I
0: had such a pleasure to get to write. I mean, it's great. Um, so tonight with the debates, will the whole family watch together? Mm-hmm. I don't know because, you know, I have to like really watch, yeah. which means yeah. like
1: people can't just monologue the entire time. Which my kids will, <laughs> so yeah. I have to see. But yeah, I mean, I think it'll be. I think uh, I th- I'll try to get them to watch the. Um, I'll be curious. The muting is going to be really interesting.
0: And yeah, so I, I, no, I can't. I kind of can't wait. And we're all actually. It's the first time. I got, we're all <laughs> literally popcorn. You know. I mean, right? I, this is what this is? It's I, amazing. I, yeah. I oh will. And, I turn like this. I just. I. I. I, I feel so the the collective consciousness of all the anxiety they were all and ptsd and the fear because we have never been here like yeah horrible times in america it's true wars and vietnam but even like we we, i talked about this today like even the bushes and the people that weren't you know bush and they respected the rule of law for the most part For the most part, I mean, yeah, I mean, you like, we never saw the criminal justice system like this. Yeah, it's
1: true. I mean, it, yeah, he, he's pretty messy. The thing that makes me feel a little better is that he's had such a, the last week has just been such a disaster for him. And like this Leslie Stahl thing where he couldn't, I mean, he's having trouble pretending to be normal. Right. And the last time he was sort of able to pull it together for three weeks. And this time he seems completely unable to do that.
0: Maybe COVID did something to his brain.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: it's well, and also
1: I don't know if he's still on the steroids or, but he does still seem very jacked up. You can be on the steroids, you know, for, we don't really know. I mean, his doctors were not straight with us about well, what he's he on.
0: Those doctors. They weren't even real scientists, doctors, like who are dealing with COVID. They're like, right. What kind They're, of going on? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, yeah. And I mean, tr- Trump's doctors don't have a particularly great track record because you'll remember that um, Ronnie Jackson was Trump's doctor and now yeah. he's running for Congress and he's a total nut nut job. And yeah, so it, it's not a great, yeah, I wouldn't put much salt into what they say.
0: The new abnormal. Yes. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving Aww. it. Are you friends with Rick?
1: Before. Yes, it's, I was, and you have happened. to come on. By the way, we have to have you on. Oh my God, so fun. How, yeah. how,
0: how did this happen? How did this come
1: together, you, the two of you? So we've been friends for a long time, and I, I love him, even though he's very right wing. I mean, he's not that right wing, but he's right wing.
0: Schmidt too. Like it's interesting yeah. because it's we're seeing these different sides of things, and like I am full on. You know, never been a re- registered Republican, and don't really yeah. have that many Republican friends. But like, I think like. <laughs> friends with steve schmidt right and and rick you know yeah no they're they're great they're fun um so we did genuinely do really like joe biden right now yeah
1: yeah. no joe biden is very much their candidate um i uh
0: who was your who did you want before
1: i mean I don't know. I like, you know, I, I, I was sort of of the mind that whoever the people picked would be okay. And because that that was the person who could win. I, I sort of liked Joe Biden more because he was picked by South Carolina and by um, Representative Claybird Clayberg, you know, he so there was this feeling like African American voters picked him. They, he won that state and then he went on to consolidate the primaries. So that was very exciting to me. And that made me feel like he was the right candidate for the time. Um, I think had someone else been able to do that, they would have, I would have felt they were the right candidate for the time, but um, Rick and I were to get, you know, because the pandemic, we just started talking and we were, you know, he loves to travel and I love to travel and we couldn't travel. And so we basically had nothing to do so I was like, "Let's just do this podcast," and that's have, how we started doing.
0: You're recording your conversations with each other. It's so yeah. good. And thank it, oh, thank you. Thank
1: well, you. thank you. I mean, and he and he's in uh, Tallahassee, and I'm in New York, and it's and it works out. So yeah, Fantastic. somebody uh, has to live in Tallahassee. And how? Yeah, you guys are. Do are you doing it every week? Like, or we, are... we do it uh, three times a week. Three times a week. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm, but it's okay. It's really a lot. It's yeah. Mm. we do we do there are two days of you don't but you don't release them like that yeah we do we uh monday wait we tape on monday for tuesday Uh we tape on thursday for friday and sunday okay so sunday is more of just like an interview usually and um and and it's it's fun we have a good time we also have a really good producer who's really smart and who really like sort of gets us doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is really, you know, as you well know, is very helpful.
0: Molly, do you have hope for this? Are we going to be okay? I've been asking, are we going to be okay? If something happens and they steal this in the Civil War they're trying to create, are we going to be refugees in another country? Because I don't know how to stay here like that. I think it's very unlikely that
1: that's going to happen. I think it's more likely that... Uh, Trump is going to get defeated and lose. I think there's a much larger percentage. I
0: I feel so scared and so anxious all the time from the the energy. And I just, I'm looking to people like you and the smart people telling us the real news. That's what I really appreciate is because everything that he does, the gaslighting is like fake news. He started the whole fake news thing. He created the fake news.
1: I mean, I would say that it's... um, My thinking is that probably, um, yeah, I don't think you need to worry. I really don't. I really think Democrats won the midterm. There are a lot of really angry people out there who are not happy with the Trump presidency. I think ultimately it's going to be okay. Um, But I know it's very stressful. And I think we're all very stressed, you know, and I think that's kind of what's happening all around the world and um but you but you should know that ultimately there are a lot of people making sure that trump can't cheat and even and you see how the fact that he's so mad is because a lot of people aren't doing what he wants yeah um so i don't think that i don't think i i don't think you should be that worried and remember he's mad at the fbi he's you know
0: he's very he is. Like he just—he wants to get rid of them. He wants to get rid of the FBI,
1: right? He wants to get—he wants to fire the head.
0: But um, he might even dismantle the whole FBI completely. That's what he's not just getting rid of Christopher Ray. They want yeah, to get I, rid of the FBI. Trump does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's going to do it. That's the thing. What Trump? You know, if Trump had been really uh, smart. Mm-hmm. Or really um, good at this. Like if he had been like a Tucker Carlson, I would say like. Ugh. But you know, Trump is not so good at this. He's pretty undisciplined. He says, a lo- I mean, on, on the sixty Minutes interview, he said we're going to get rid of Obamacare. Like it's a pandemic, <laughs> you know. Like that's not a popular sentiment. Right. So I, I don't think he's real. You know, we don't. He's not. Last time he sort of was able to be more focused. And last time the media was totally unprepared for Hillary's emails. This time with the Hunter Biden stuff,
0: they're much more skeptical. And, and you it's, see, all I mean, it's all lies. They're just trying to this. Right. Just, just, right. Just, but just, they're bad information that we're all getting. In, uh, and, and it's a lot of people, stupid people believe it. Right. But they're
1: much more skeptical this time. Like you see. That the media is not covering it the same incredulous way they did, and even like you, I mean that Hunter Biden story didn't even it got it ended up in the New York Post, right? Because people were so skeptical of it, and I think that and you know Rudy Giuliani, the mastermind behind the campaign, has been tricked by Borat.
0: So, I mean. I mean, isn't, yeah. isn't, cuz we just, Sacha Baron Cohen, don't we just love him and how mean, he am- is able to expose the sewage of this, you know, the people that live in the sewer of this country of, of the worst dregs of society that happen to be in power and, and bust
1: them right open. I mean, it's amazing. And I have to tell you, all my kids call Mike Pence, Mike Penis now. <laughs> Like, literally all my kids are like, you mean Michael Penis? <laughs> so, if nothing else, Sasha Baron Cohen has really done, <laughs> uh, done a great thing. So, that- yes, I won't. It's live, sweetie, so they hear you. <laughs> my, kids are, my kids are
0: all
1: <laughs> Yeah, been- but, um, so, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, I do think that he's, That he, um, yeah, he's been amazing. And this is, I can't wait to see that movie. It comes out tomorrow.
0: I know. So excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. I want to ask you, I really love digging into the why and what motivates people. So what is, what is Molly's why?
1: I mean, I want to, I want to have a more just society. You know, I don't want to have, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I, I don't want to live in a world where, you know, there are 8 million people in poverty recently slipped below the poverty line yeah. and children go to bed hungry. And, you know, I want to live in a more just world and I want to destroy the legacy of the Koch brothers. And I mean, that's what, and, and I also want to, um, you know, write and, and, and hold, and hold people, powerful people accountable. And I don't think
0: that happens unless you have a free media. So do we hold the, what this administration, the family, the Trump family, all these crimes, they've done so many unethical things that are corrupt. Are we going to hold them
1: uh, accountable? So I just had Gary Peters, who's this Senator from Michigan on the pod. And I said to him, like, there's so much corruption and crime. I mean, Remember Scott Pruitt? Nobody even remembers Scott Pruitt. And Scott Pruitt was just awful and so corrupt. And so I said, how are you going to hold these people accountable? Like, what are you going to do? And I think there's going to have to be, I think that the media is going to really have to push. And we're going to have to write pieces about this, that they are going to have to have some kind of reconciliation commission where we go after these people like Jared and Ivanka. I mean, where we unthread all the corruption and find out who's taken what. I mean, there are probably billions of dollars that have been mismanaged or stolen. And that I think it's the federal government's job to, to really find that money and bring it back and to really um, make sure this never happens again. Because the truth is, you know, Nixon was an incredibly corrupt administration. And the fact that it was able to happen again, but worse with Trump. Is
0: a sign that we were really not doing something right. Right. Yeah. He's done everything to discredit journalists. Right. There are so many incredible journalists. And and are you all banding together? Do you have, like, you all know each other? Are you a tribe and sticking and doing, you know, do you have a code?
1: I mean, I think it's interesting that it's sort of, there's been so much good journalism. And there's kind of the golden age of journalism Uh, so it's definitely, it's been, I'm, I'm thrilled to see so much good journalism. I, I, I mean, I feel particularly like connected to women journalists, especially women who have been really, you know, I just want to try to stand up for them just because I know how hard, how hard it is, you know. Have you ever uh, met Trump yourself? No, I never met him. Thankfully. I mean, I saw him on the street and stuff, but I...
0: I'm very happy to have never met him. My mom met him a bunch of times, but he came up to me in a, a restaurant like in New York. Um, not like maybe 10 years ago, eight years ago. Oh, so recent. Yeah. And he's, and I remember he came up and goes, hi, I'm Don. <laughs> <laughs> I, <was> so- <laughs> I, so- I was like, I know you and you're like what you did with the central park. Five year, horrible. a horrible. <laughs> out of here now. <laughs> <It's> so- <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I mean, he's really, he's really creepy. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with, if any of them try
0: to come back to New York or not. Like the Kushners, I mean, they, they, do you think they still have the 666 building? So probably. Yeah. Well, I
1: don't know. I mean, there was this, there's this huge billboard in Times Square of Jared and Ivanka and all the people who died of COVID. So I think it's, I mean, Jared, Jared and Ivanka are very sort of in they're sort of in this or very wealthy Orthodox community, which is not um, which is very kind of quiet. And uh, they are sort of you don't ever see them and they're very kind of insular. So maybe they'd be okay there, but they're certainly not
0: going to go back to like normal New York. Life. What do you think that that Ivanka Trump had all these patents in um, China, and the things that she produced were voting machines? Yeah, uh, body bags and coffins. Right. Those yeah. creepy, weird things that happened before COVID. Like, what was that's what, like? What, how did you? Why would you do that? That was. I mean, I
1: yeah, I think she just applied for the patents. I don't know if they actually I made th- them.
0: I think they. I thought they did. I thought they were coming. We should find that out, Mom. We should find that
1: out. That would be interesting. Any
0: of those that came from China are hurt and uh, follow the money. Are, are yeah, Ivanka Trump's voting machines. We need to know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say this. I think it's very on. It's they're very rarely playing three dimensional chess in that family. They're usually just sort of trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no great. I mean, there's no brilliant criminal mastermind there. They're really just kind of. They're just sort of trying to keep their heads above water,
0: and everybody's they're just everybody's fired or leaving. And can we just right. talk about where is Barr? Well, you know so is? I
1: think I think that the Barr situation is sort of an interesting because. Uh, Trump had hoped that Barr would do all these investigations of his political adversaries, and he sort of hasn't, which I think is interesting i, I think that's really it's an interesting thing that he has Barr has not produced for trump nor has Christopher Ray, which is why he wants to fire them but I think that's probably a pretty good sign that things
0: are things are not going well in um for trump yeah oh uh, if that makes sense I mean, ivanka i mean not ivanka um Melania, uh, I, what was your reaction when she ripped up the garden and turned it into this? The, like it was like this beautiful Jackie O cherry trees and gorgeous for years in the rose garden, and she just it looked like like a horrible, ugly mausoleum. You know, like yeah. it was so it literally was dead. And I thought, did they do this for a reason? I keep thinking that they're dug up and there's some crazy uh, tech underneath that. You know. Cables going into the White House, like really weird stuff. Why would they do that? Just a you know a month ago or a couple months ago, it just. I mean, it's weird. I think they did it because she had. um,
1: They wanted to be able to do more TV there, and I think she has terrible taste. I mean, I wouldn't. I I think she just has. She's just tacky, and so she found
0: whoever the fanciest person was to help her with it. But I don't. They should be ashamed of themselves because it's. I've never seen anything so boring and and vapid and. Ugly, yeah, empty, and without soul and life and trees.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also think,
0: like, it's just like- getting rid of Jackie O's stuff is never a popular move. And those – I hope someone saved those cherry trees. They, I hope they didn't kill them and they just transplanted yeah. them, right? But I don't put it past them. They could just probably have just killed them. Yeah. Well,
1: they, there's that story of, like, how they planted that friend, the freedom tree and the French freedom tree – in the uh, White House, and then it died. So, I mean, it's kind of a metaphor. Uh,
0: so I was in D.C. a couple times last year for the protest, you know, for uh, Fire Joe Fridays, and, and and the environment got arrested, and w- was with my friends and Jane and my friend Catherine Keener, and we went to the White House one night, like, just walked to the park, and and the the fences that are going around, and that's before <laughs> – all the protests. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's like a fortress. It's so awful. And we used to be as Americans to be able to visit and see the white house and imagine that they're having dinner and they're the president's there. And they're like, and it just turned into this ugly and what is happening? There's no. Yeah.
1: I mean, he has built these very big walls around the white house because he's very scared of people. You know, he's very scared of people, which is this sort of interesting phenomenon and uh hiding in the bunker yeah he's i mean that's the good news about trump is he's not very good at this and he's very cowardly So, so those are two very good things
0: i've spent a lot of time just like going into the energy like hating donald like hate this man and i don't want to hate anyone and then i was then i was like thinking like wow like because i understand the nature of abuse and what the cycle is and what that does like this really is the most damaged human like his child, like he really is mentally. uh, He's he's obviously a sociopath, but that childhood, his stepfather, it really did this to him. It did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, his niece is a friend of mine, Mary, and I think that, um, yeah, I think the whole family is pathological, but I do like, think that her. he's she much worse.
0: Of, she became a therapist, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 and I think I think he's much worse than everybody else, too. You know, he knows
0: he's very, very sick. I, but I, I, I always feel like what, what, what were you? What happened to you when you were a little boy to become that? You know, I, I always am very. Yeah, I wonder what Mary thinks about that. I know I, she's you should have her on the pod, she's great. Have her on the pod. What are you doing for yourself for balance, like outside of uh, writing for you? Uh,
1: so I do, um, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff, I do a lot of, you know, I do a lot of, um, I do the peloton, I do this, I do that, you know, I have a lot of, I have, you know, I have my spare time so I do it. I watch, I just watched um, Belgravia which was like a wonderful escape. You know, I do, I'm able to turn it off. I don't, I'm able to sort of stop. I'm not so, you know, I, I feel what's going on, but then I'm able to sort of go on, if that makes any sense. Can you sleep? Do you sleep? I sleep okay. Sometimes I sleep really well. Sometimes I, you know, I, I mean, I try to very, you know, the more I can, you know, since I don't drink, and I try not to have caffeine after about one o'clock mm-hmm. and then I try to work out. So, and I don't, you know, I have, I love sugar, so I have to be careful, but you know, I love, but what is my like chocolate or what is, what's your favorite? Like cupcake. I love frosting. Like okay. I, you know, I'm an alcoholic, so I yep. love sugar is still like, even though I'm sober a long time, sugar is still my like passion. So um, I have to be a little bit careful and you know, I'm very boring because I have to work so much. So when you have to work so much, you become very boring. You know, when you because you just want to like not fuck yourself up for later. (laughs) So you end up being very kind of like, this is what I need to do now, so I don't feel terrible tomorrow. And uh, but which is good, but it's good to be boring. And I I feel very. I mean, I have days
0: that are at all. Oh my gosh! I I mean, you just feel maybe at home, uh, but. But you know what I mean? You don't have, I don't have,
1: yeah, I don't have a, an enormous, um, uh, I don't have enormous ability to deviate from my schedule. So,
0: which is good. I mean, I'm pretty happy, you know? It's wonderful to hear that you're pretty happy and you don't, yeah. sound, you don't at all sound anxious. Anytime I hear you say we're fucked, I'm like, ah, <laughs> <I don't laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are yeah. largely,
1: but you know, I, I mean, I think that, I actually think that things are moving in a pretty good direction.
0: We need to you save know. this planet, man. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's so terrible that he got us out of the Paris Agreement and the rest of the world, including China, is the most polluted and they're, they're getting on board with it. We, we cannot not do this. We have, yeah. As, yeah, the climate stuff is really scary. We have the hurricanes and, and floods, and we're having, you know, hellacious fires. You know that he, he, he decided not to give any federal uh, government help to California. No, I know. He <laughs> hates blue states. I mean, he
1: doesn't, they seem not to understand that California pays more in than Kentucky. Right.
0: You know. Exactly. So, yeah. And speaking of Kentucky, what are you thinking about Mitch McConnell? Are we still going to be stuck with him? Yeah. I think it's very unlikely
1: that, I mean, it's an R plus, it's the state that brought you Rand
0: Paul. I'm sorry. It's not, I mean, are getting from them Like they're like, it's hot. What is he doing where they think that he's doing anything for them? I don't understand. You understand?
1: I think a lot of people are more racist than they are interested in anything else. And so that's how you get a Mitch McConnell. And that's how you get a uh, Lindsey Graham. I mean, look, I think the big upset uh, could be that Lindsey Graham could lose his seat, which would be a big deal. That's great. And yeah, I mean that could happen. It will be uh, definitely. And it's worth. I mean, the thing is, even though it's worth giving money to Amy McGrath, I mean, at this point, you don't need to because she has a gazillion dollars. But, but, but with Amy McGrath, it's like the more that um, that Mitch has to defend his Senate seat the better. So the more he has to take money away from other races to defend his own, the better. So even just keeping him on on the
0: run is good. I want to understand how Mitch McConnell can have piles and piles and piles of things and just not deal with it at all and let it just how is he getting away with this? Can you help me well, with this me? is an interesting thing because
1: uh, in in a country like Brazil right where they have this very autocratic leader, Um, you have, you know, he's not a great leader. He got, uh, Bolsonaro got, uh, COVID and one of the Bolsonaro has been able to, he's given a lot of money to people and done a lot of like relief bills. And so he has gotten, he has been able to stay in power. Mm. Um, the smart money and this Trump knows this, if, if, uh, what's interesting here is Mitch McConnell doesn't want to do stimulus. He does not want to give people money and he doesn't want to give the state's money. And he doesn't want to, because that's who he is, man. His goal is to shrink the federal government to this side, uh, you know, so he can drown it in a bathtub. So what's interesting here is that for Trump to win, the best thing Mitch McConnell could do is a huge stimulus package with checks coming to every man, woman, and child. Now, It's also what's going to need to happen no matter what, because otherwise we're not going to have a real recovery. And we saw this in 2008, like, and Larry Summers has said this, like we need to have more stimulus in order to keep people out of poverty. Those 8 million people who've slipped into poverty. What's interesting, I think, is that we, um,
0: Mitch doesn't want to do it. Mitch is not going to do it. Now, I mean what happens? I mean, so people are in poverty we 're in a pandemic it 's supposed to be worse in the winter we 're coming into winter and and people are homeless without jobs without food so of course, crime like i 'm sorry, if my kids were starving, I probably would steal a loaf of bread i don 't know yeah it's like I, how this is so then then we got these crazy new you know militia Nazi cops around what it's like they're setting something up like what they're creating more chaos to happen, which is what Steve Bannon said was going to happen. Remember he said, chaos. I'm,
1: I mean, so if Democrats win the Senate and Democrats win the house and Democrats win the presidency, they'll pass a stimulus bill as soon as possible. And that's what has to happen. And until then, it's going to be a long three months, but there's nothing we can, I mean, Democrats have no, I mean, it's like with the Amy Comey bear thing they have, there's nothing they can do. Like it's done she's a conservative, she's pro, you know, she's more conservative than the Pope, right? She doesn't, you know, the gay marriage stuff. I mean, she is very conservative and she's very scary, but there's Democrats are in a position where there's nothing they can do. So they just don't have the votes. You know, if they could get, the Republican party is like, they are zombies and they will do anything that Mitch McConnell says. And so even though you think, or at least we used to think, that Susan Collins was a rational person. She's not. None of these people are rational. They've all become these kind of zombies who just do whatever the leadership tells them. Very good for passing things. Not so good for democracy. I mean, if Democrats win the leader, win the leadership, when they can do whatever they want, they can pass whatever they want. I mean, that's the good news. Is that this can all change in January if people go ahead and vote? Have you voted? I haven't yet, but I will. On election day. New York is
0: weird. You didn't get a ballot? No. I got it. I'm not going to the polls. Because I, I, I thought I I always had an absentee a lot of times because usually I'm away. so get, yeah. But I brought it to the correct ballot box. Oh, good. Yeah, not the sleazy. So you'll go to the polls with your husband?
1: Yeah, I'll get up early and I'll bring my kids. That's what I do. That's what I did in 2016, too. I can see the process and know how uh-huh. their, their voices matter. Yeah, I always try to bring my kids to vote because it's
0: like an important thing. Did you did you bring your kids, and it must have been really scary as a mom, to the whole, when the Parkland students, you know, that happened in Parkland and we saw all these kids murdered and then yeah. the uprising, this incredible, these kids galvanized and Emma Gonzalez and David Hogg and all these amazing kids. And they really took their grief and turned it into the most ex- Extraordinary movement and activism for gun control. Yeah. What did you talk, have conversations with your kids about that? Because that was so scary as a mom. You know?
1: Yeah, it's really scary. And uh, yeah, we did. And, and we've had a lot of talks about Black Lives Matter. I mean, there's been a lot of activism. I mean, the last four years have been marked by a lot of activism. Did you go out at all? has been really interesting. Protest- yeah, we did. We protested
0: for both. Yeah.
1: Great. 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 So, great.
0: yeah. I And yeah. with COVID, and yeah. I have to say, Como has done a great job, right, in New York? It's- yeah, he has. And so far, so good. Yeah. I mean, he really was hardcore about it, and it was, everybody was angry, but friends of mine died. I had one. Yeah. The ambulance couldn't come and then um, died and was left in the house, you know, with their 14 year old son for two days. Oh, Jesus. I've heard a lot of stories like that. It's like, Oh God, please. Then, you know, taking the, you know, the PPE from all our workers, our, our doctors, like we can't forget that one. That can't be, yeah. there's, there's something that needs to be done about that because that's so criminal. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. What was the point just to kill people? That's really was the point. Like, why are you keeping, why are they keeping gloves and masks from doctors and hospitals? like
1: that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it was really, it, the PPE stuff was terribly mismanaged and they're going to have to go back and figure out exactly
0: how this happened, you know? Well, I know we're going to wrap up, but I just want, I, I, I want to leave on a light note. Um, oh, yeah. Do you have a plan if, if it was to go in a, in a negative way? You
1: know, m- uh, no, my plan is that it's going to be okay. And I think it's going to be okay. So, I really do.
0: So I'm, so I'm so happy. That is the way to go. Um, yeah. and thank you. Thank you. Molly John fast. Oh. Wonderful, wonderful journalist. And I certainly read the daily beast a lot now. Well, I can't wait for us to get to really see
1: when I come to LA. Yes.
0: yes. I, yeah. I'll do a, 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 a beautiful social distance. Yes. <laughs> Or maybe it'll be over and we'll just have a oh, normal line. That. that would be cool. Yeah. But lots I would of love money, that. If I come to New York, I'll let you know. Yeah, please. I would love it. All right.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much, love. Bye. Okay.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review Radical Musings to help other listeners find the show. And subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your to Be alerted every time we post a new episode. Radical Musings is brought to you by Audio Up, produced by Krista and Carla Braun, edited by Jeremiah Zimmerman, production support provided by Ashley Ardent, Sam Winter, Tyler Dorson, Emma Rappold, and Richard Regal. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all so much. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Audio.